Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Episode 60. Oh, I'm going to have a bit of a moment now you do realise this. Welcome to episode 60. Can you believe that just under 12 months ago, I started this podcast. And here I am now recording episode 60. So yeah, I'm really chuffed with myself, really chuffed with myself. In fact, I think I'm going to be a bit like a toddler. You know, when they walk around, they go, I'm free now. I'm three. I'm three now. I'm three. Did you know I'm three? (laughs) It's me. Episode 60. I've got 60 episodes out now. Did you know that? Did you know? If you have been listening since I launched earlier this year in January, then thank you. I can't tell you how grateful I am for you continuing listening and and enjoying the journey and being part of it. And I genuinely hope that you stick around as well, because there's so much more exciting stuff to come. Um, And if you've been dabbling in and out, in and out and out, I'm grateful for you as well. And if this is is the first time that you've ever listened, well, welcome. And I hope that you stay. My name is Sally Wallace, and I started this podcast in January, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, because I am a geriatric parent and it's a label that I have been slapped with. And so therefore I, I embrace it and I love it um, because it, I'll, I'll tell you something, there's, uh, even though I am a geriatric parent, I am actually in better health now than what I was in my 20s, <laughs> which is slightly ironic, to be honest. So yeah, if you, you're actually geriatric once you're hitting your 30s anyway. So as a 44 year old woman now... Um, yeah, I've never actually looked better. Oh God, you know what? It really, I'm, I'm having a moment today. I'm bigging myself up. I'm sharing myself with a load of self-love. <laughs> I suggest you do the same wherever you are right now. Look at yourself in the mirror. Obviously, if you're driving, just be careful. Just try and get yourself a, a glance at your yourself in your rear view mirror and just tell yourself how fucking sexy you are. Oh, go on. Just look, I am fucking sexy. Oh, feels great. Oh, she got some shivers then. That was lovely. What a lovely feeling. So yeah, yeah, I'm fucking sexy, but I've been been through the mill in the past couple of weeks with tonsillitis and oh God, I've been on antibiotics. Now, uh, antibiotics are something that I'm like, don't take them, don't take them, don't take them. Um, but I can't clear tonsillitis up any other way. It's the only way I've ever been able to clear tonsillitis up myself is to go on a course of antibiotics. And I'm actually allergic to penicillin, so I have to take another form of antibiotic. But because I've also got psoriasis, If you are familiar with skin complaints and skin conditions, then you will understand about gut health as well. And uh, that's where psoriasis comes from, basically, is gut gut health. So I'm constantly on a probiotic anyway. I'm always taking probiotics. I take a lot of vitamin D. Um, But when you take an antibiotic, it totally fucks the flora and the fauna in your gut. 
So whilst having tonsillitis, I also had the shits as well. Uh, this is getting graphic, isn't it? Oh, I feel like we can, t- we're friends, we're friends. We can talk like this. Do you know what? Fuck it. More people need to talk like this anyway, quite frankly. Um, so yeah, so I've had the shits for the week as well as having tonsillitis, which hasn't been great. Um, and I, I, it must have been at the end, I, I was taking an even stronger probiotic whilst on the course of antibiotics. And then at the end of the course, oh my God, my psoriasis has flared up so badly. There's no more of it. So I've got it all over my legs at the moment. I've got like postnatal psoriasis, which has suddenly flared up three and a half years ago after having Roman. Um it's on my arms. It was all over my back. I've managed to get it off my back. And it was on my boobs as well at some at one point. It's off my boobs. It is on my arms and it's all down my legs at the minute and very much around my ankles. I have been scratching myself, uh, which is not me because obviously I've had this for like 20 odd years now, but scratching myself constantly. You know, when you see these reels that pop up on your social media of like a horse leaning up against the gateposts and really giving it a good rub. <laughs> That's exactly how I have felt. Don't get me wrong, I've not been rubbing myself up against the gateposts outside, but I've been scratching myself profusely to the point where I've actually bled. I mean, I've actually cut myself open. I mean, what is wrong with me? So even Scott, my husband was like, Solly, what, is you, what are you doing? And I was like, I can't tell you how painful it is. I can't tell you how much I'm itching. Um, so I went to the doctors to get light therapy and to go under the lights you're looking at an eight month wait I was like oh god I don't want to take any more creams I'm not doing anything like that I'm I'm on another probiotic at the moment I said something is not fucking right so did my research recently and actually went to a sunbed shop I actually went to a sunbed I went for a sunbed yesterday and oh my god I've never felt better it was like a really it was a really good sunbed it was an expensive one but it was a really good one so it's like UVA UVB collagen lamps all this sort of stuff but fuck me what a difference already what a massive difference already like you can even Scott was like Jesus it's made, it's made such a huge difference such a huge difference so don't get me wrong, I'm not one of these people who's going to say, oh, go on, get on a sunbed, get on a sunbed. It's got to be up to you, whatever you want to do. It works for me. But obviously, I, I tanned. I mean, <laughs> what, a, what a very appropriate word, because I literally did tan the tanning salons in my 20s. Like, I hammered um, sunbeds. And back then, they really didn't give a shit about the power of the tubes, and they weren't that safe with them either. Nowadays, there's an awful lot of restrictions and regulations as well, depending on where you go, depending on where you go. Okay, Uh, but you've just got to do your research. And um, yeah, what six quid, six quid instead of waiting for eight months of just complete unhappiness. Um, I've I've just feel so much better and my skin has just calmed so much in the last 24 hours. I've got a bit of a sweat on because I've actually not been exposed. And God, we were talking about this last night, Scott and I, I have not sunbathed since before I was pregnant. So that's like four or five years ago, I actually got my belly and my tits out in in exposed to the sun. Well, that's not good anyway. And I read all about sunning your genitals and I'm always like, oh, I'm going to give that a go. But where we are at the moment, we've got no sort of secret part of the garden to get your, <laughs> to get your crutch out. <laughs> But it's going to happen. I've already, I've already asked them. I said, listen, you know, when you do the garden, because obviously our, our house is a work in progress. Uh, and I'm like, you know, when you do the garden, can you just do like a secluded area so I can go and sun my... <laughs> I actually said to him, sun my rat. <laughs> you are fucking us. That's disgusting. <laughs> I said, seriously, we should... Butthole sunning is a thing. And 
We need to get more vitamin D. We, we definitely do. So, yeah. Anyway, this, this is obviously not my intention to talk about <laughs> getting, getting sun to my lady garden. But obviously, lady garden helps it grow. So, yeah, I was uh, I went for a sunbed yesterday. I did a stand-up one. I've not done a stand-up sunbed for, oh, my gosh, I can't even tell you, like 10 years. And it's, I my mean, God, they're amazing. This was an amazing machine, like an amazing piece of kit. It was so, so good. Um, and... As I went in there, this is one thing I always find quite funny about tanning booths, right, is when you get in there, it's like, you know, you basically strip off in a cubicle and then you get in a, a, like a, a, obviously like a, like a wardrobe full of lights. That's what it is. Um, but naked. And I used to tan naked all the time. Like if I went on a sunburn, I'd always just get my whole kit off and just go naked. But a guy came <laughs> a guy came out of this one and then she'd obviously gone in, she'd wiped it all down, got it all ready. It was a lovely place. It really was lovely. And then um, when I'm in there, she's like, you know, just wait for the lights to go this way and blah, 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 blah. As I'm stood there just waiting for the lights to go, I just thought five minutes ago, there was a naked man in here. I wonder if he had knickers on or not. <laughs> That's all I could think about. I kept my knickers on. It's the first time I've ever kept my knickers on as well. I was like, I've kept my knickers on. I wonder if that man in here before had his knickers off. I wonder what he was doing. What the f- what goes on in my head sometimes? I have no idea. But it's actually quite an interesting subject though, whether you keep your knickers on or off when you're tanning. Because some people don't like to take everything off, do they? And then, you know, you sort of, you're in this, I mean, the, the salon itself, the tanning salon itself was huge. Oh, bollocks. I should have put my phone on silent. Sorry about that. Um, and as I'm stood there, I'm thinking, how many other naked people? How many other naked people are in this in this building at the moment? <laughs> Just getting tanned. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm gonna go back probably in a couple of weeks' time and go for another little session. I'm no way, no way am I gonna do what I used to do in my twenties and just literally tan the life out of myself. So like I've been tangoed. I literally just want to go to this really decent place just to get my skin under control again because it's been rough. And if you suffer with psoriasis, eczema, dermatitis, any skin condition, acne, then you'll completely understand that you will literally do anything to help it along the way. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what I did with my knickers on. With my knickers on, I'd like to say. <laughs> Honestly, it's quite a good question though, isn't it? Do you, take your, do you literally get your whole kit off when you go, for a, when you go and get tanned? Um, yeah, I used to. Because I never used to want the tan lines, but I don't know why I think that now, because obviously my tits are around my waist anyway. So when I lift my breasts up, they're all just like these big white puppy ears. (laughs) Oh, I don't care. I don't care. Zero fucks, as they say. Zero fucks. Zero fucks given. Um, Oh, do you know what? Talking about zero fucks, actually, this is quite interesting. And I have this sort of, uh, I don't have a consistent relationship with social media. So... Um, everyone needs, everyone says, oh, you need to build your account. You need to build your account. And I, uh, sometimes I just don't have the, uh, the, the headspace and to be creative. I know that sounds a bit lame, doesn't it? But I'm like, fucking hell. And I'm not the sort of person who wants to post bullshit. Like, oh, look at me having an amazing day. Well, I'm not really. Um, and then I don't really want to post things just for the sake of it. Cause that's not me either. So I was, um, yeah, like I said, so I'm on and off with social media and, and also I'm very conscious of scrolling and how addictive scrolling can be as well, because I think that people can start scrolling and time passes and you just don't realise what you're doing. And it, I think it can be quite dangerous also. Um, but one thing I have noticed recently when I was um, sort of uploading about episodes and guest speakers and everything is I, I had a lot of these 
you know, when you see things and you think, well, that's interesting. And then you get like a repeat pattern of it and you see things that are related to it a lot. So there's a lot of people posting about zero fucks given, zero fucks this and zero fucks that. And it was certain influencers saying, oh yeah, whatever, zero fucks. And, you know, um, kind of, I suppose, encouraging people not to care because what does zero fucks actually mean? It means don't give a shit, not really bothered, don't care what you think. And actually, when you look at that and those words, that's very hard for some people to start to implement. Okay, so I suppose what I'm trying to say is zero fucks to get your mindset into that position can actually be a bit of a challenge for some, especially when you have spent your whole life being a good girl, being a people pleaser, doing as you're told, not wanting to offend anybody, being kind um, and tr- trying to get friends, trying trying to be liked. And now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, whatever, don't give zero fucks. So the, the different strap lines, aren't there, that come with different generations as well. Like when I was in my 20s, the word random was constantly being used. So you just say, oh, whatever, random, random. Oh God, she's so random. Oh, random. Whatever was whatever was thrown out there constantly, whatever. I think whatever was the first zero fucks, wasn't it? Like whatever, whatever's, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever, random. Oof, there's a double whammy right there. So zero fucks to actually get to that point where you really don't give zero fucks, as I've said, can be a little bit of a challenge because sometimes you've got to take yourself out of your comfort zone to actually not give a shit. And if you're the sort of person who, and I can relate to this, believe me, because that is me. So if the Sally from 10 years ago was to meet the Sally now, God, I'd think, shit, Sally, you've gone badass. I really would. I'd have really, me now, so me 10 years ago, looking at me now, would have think, fuck me. Why can't I be like that now? But it it was timing and it was different, it were different circumstances. And there was so much other shit that was in the mix as well and I was involved in it like I was in an environment where I desperately wanted to be liked and I didn't want to ever offend anybody and if I did offend anybody you know if I'd said something that I actually believed and thought that somebody wouldn't like me for it I would apologize and change my opinion to suit others around me I mean who the fuck does that and honestly it's changing your script is it can be a challenge because you're stepping out of your comfort zone when you do it as well. So if somebody was to say to me, I don't know, let's, let's, um, uh, here you go, uh, coffee, for example. Oh yeah, I love coffee. I love coffee. Uh, a Starbucks coffee is the best. I'll only ever drink Starbucks coffee. I love this drop. And yeah, I like to Costa. I'd go, oh yeah, Starbucks is amazing. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. But then actually I'd rather go to a Costa drive through but I wouldn't ever say that. I mean, Sally, come on. Who gives a shit if someone's not going to like you just because you don't like the same fucking coffee as them? But at the time, that was a big deal. It was a really big deal for me. So what I suppose I'm trying to get at is if you are really trying to implement that zero fucks, just be patient with yourself. Don't don't beat yourself up about it because it really takes a long time to not give a shit. And I don't mean like... um. Uh, it's like a a senseless giving a shit like I don't give a shit about anybody (laughs) what have you old man falling in over in the street get yourself up asshole (laughs) I don't mean like that 
<laughs> I literally mean like people's opinion of you, like what other people think of you, because you have to remember you have no control over what other people think about you. That took me a really long time to grasp, okay? Because I was working in an environment where I wanted everybody to like me. Oh my God, why don't they like me? Why don't they like Who gives a shit if they don't like you? There you go. That's it. Put that one out there. So it's, it, you have no control over that. So you have to let go of those things that you literally have no control over. But to get yourself to that point, it takes practice and you have to keep doing it and keep doing it. And guess what? It makes you feel uncomfortable. And that is scary because it's something that's new and it's a new script that you're writing for yourself. And also at the same time, you have to remember when you start to behave differently, certain friends or certain associates and people in your circle and your peer group and your family might not like the fact that you're starting to embrace this zero fucks attitude because hang on a minute, why is she changing? What's going on here? Um, this is a really good example. When I, um, when I packed in smoking, and I've actually mentioned this before in previous episodes, when I packed in smoking, I quit drinking And it was because I loved cigarettes, cigarettes and alcohol. And the two went hand in hand for me. Um, And I, if I was going out, if you're outside of the UK, on the piss means going out for a drink, but getting really drunk. Okay, I'm going out on the piss. So if I was going out on the piss, I'd always take a packet of cigarettes with me. And that was my nights, cigarettes and alcohol. And on reflection now, I loved it. I absolutely, I mean, I, I quit smoking 15, 16 years ago. Um, but I smoked because I enjoyed smoking. I enjoyed smoking. I enjoyed having the drink. I enjoyed having a coffee. I enjoyed having a cigarette. My morning routine was cigarette, coffee, poo. Now, how many people can relate to that? Okay. So that's what I used to do. But when I was really, I became, actually my sister got pregnant with Harriet and Harriet's 16 next year. So when Zoe told me she was pregnant with Harriet, I did not want to be the auntie that smelt of fags around my niece. And that was it for me. I did it. That was, it was a very conscious decision. I was like, no, I'm quitting. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. But also at the same time, I'd stopped drinking. I stopped getting drunk because I didn't really enjoy going out and having a drink unless I was having a cigarette. And that was it for me. But I also lost a lot of friends at the time as well, which I didn't intend to. Um, but because I wasn't sort of playing by their script and I wasn't being the part in their life that I've always been like, oh, look at Sally. Oh, she's crazy. She's fucking nuts. She's shit faced and she's smoking fags because I'd be like, yeah, do you know what? I'm totally coming out, but I'm just going to have Diet Cokes. Why not? Why are you not getting drunk? What's wrong with you? Why are you not getting drunk? I don't need to get drunk because I like to have a cigarette and I don't want to have a cigarette. Yeah, but why can't you just not have a drink? Well, I don't fucking know. Don't tell me. It's, you know, it's just the way that I am. That's it. But I'm still going to come out and have a good time. It wasn't enough for some people. It wasn't enough. So, and I have mentioned this before, I I stopped getting invited to things and people didn't want to hang around with me because I wasn't that pissed, pissed up. Um, I was still quite loud. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't turn the volume down. I could turn the booze off, but not the volume. But it was, yeah, it was almost like because I was changing and embracing a different way of life that actually benefited me and was going to make me happier. It doesn't always fit with other people. And that's when you really have to start to practice it and think, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I don't care. Zero fucks. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Because it's actually doing you a favor. And what happens is you meet another group of people that you get on really well with. And strangely enough, right now in my life, I'm surrounded by a lot of people who don't drink because they choose not to drink. Now, don't get me wrong. I can have a drink if I want to, 
But the beauty of it is, is some of my terms, it's like dieting. Oh, listen to this one. This is, a, this is so interesting. So I'm intermittent fasting at the moment and it's massively benefited my body. I've lost some, well, I've lost, I don't weigh myself, so I don't know how much I've lost actually, so I'd be bullshitting if I'd said that. Oh, I've lost over three stone. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I have no idea. But I've dropped two dress sizes. And I look so much better. And my knickers are hanging off of me. So I need to go and get some new knickers. So it's, uh, I eat between 9.30 and 5.30 and then I'm done. Um, But I drink a lot of water as well. And yeah, I'm pretty good with my routine and I'm exercising as well. Taking me a long time to get back exercising again. Bloody hell, but I'm doing it. What is interesting though, when you're eating healthy and you have got a goal in your head, when you go out with other people for like a coffee or a cake and you're, somebody will say, oh, go on, I'm going to have a cake. You're going to have a cake. No, I don't want a cake. I'm all right, thanks. Well, go on, you have a cake and I'll have one. No, I, I don't need a cake, but thanks anyway. Go on, you have one and I'll have one. I don't want a fucking cake. What's wrong with you? I don't want a bloody cake. And because you are behaving differently to the way you've done before, it unsettles other people. Does that make sense to you? I really hope it does because when I keep scrolling through social media at the moment and I'm seeing this, yeah, zero effects, zero fucks. And it's like, yeah, it's easily said, but actually when you put it into practice and you have been living that, like I say, that good girl, people pleasing, keep everybody happy life for such a long time, sometimes it can be a bit of a, yeah, it can be a bit of a hurdle to actually start to get give zero fucks. And I'll be honest, I practice it still every day where I just think, oh, do you know what? I don't really care. Doing this podcast was a massive deal for me, a huge deal for me because I held off doing it for nearly a year because I kept thinking, oh shit, what will people, people think I'm a fucking idiot and a failure and nobody will listen and oh my God, I'm shitting my pants. And I, I went through all sorts of mental torture and then I just thought, oh, do you know what? Who gives a fuck? If I don't do it, I'm never going to do it and I really, really want to do it. If nobody listens, great, because guess what? I really enjoyed talking to myself in a room again <laughs> on my terms. <laughs> And who knows, it might take a year, it might take two years, but for it to be ridiculously successful, which is exactly what I want. Thank you very much. So keep sharing and giving me five star reviews. Um, But I'm committing to it. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to commit to it. You have to commit to that mindset. You've got to commit to those uh, uncomfortable feelings where your buttocks go nice and tight. Oh, I'll tell you what, you'll end up with lovely buns though. But the end result is amazing because you're living life on your terms and life is too fucking short. And then before you know it, you're stood in a tanning salon trying to work out how many naked people there are in the room. (laughs) Life is good. (laughs) My God. Do you know what? We really are strange as humans, aren't we? we? I just, I love the fact, I love the fact that life, when you actually break it down, can be so, so simple. It's like weeing in the wild, going for a wee in the wild. I mean, people used to pee in the wild for years. That was, that's exactly how you went to the toilet. And if you've got kids, you'll totally understand the the when you just have to embrace a wee in the wild when your kids need to go for a wee it's just like just go for a wild wee it's fine it's fine as a girl guide as a girl guide you used to have to wee in the wild all the time that's exactly where you went to the toilet in fact you know what I don't know if they do that at girl I, I would love to go to a girl guide meeting I know that sounds really weird but I would really like to go to a girl guide meeting just to see how different they are nowadays from what they were in the 90s because in the 90s, it was, yeah, they, they made you of tougher material. And <laughs> you really did we in the wild. And you used to have to take, oh my God, on Girl Guide Camp, 
you actually took a poo on a plastic loo in a hessian tent so you can imagine it was like an oven in there a shit oven what's it called when you fart under the duvet and somebody pulls it over your head i'd like to add that nobody's ever done that to me thank god and i've never done it to anybody else because i think that is vile especially when you've been a girl guide and you've had to shit in a hessian tent before you would never do that to anybody (laughs) don't even get me started on the shit pit that was a completely different story but yeah I actually would genuinely like to go to a girl guide meeting just to see, just to see what they're like. Just to sit there and just go, not like it used to be in my day. No chance to be pissing in the wild and shitting in a hessian tent. What's going on? What's this flushing toilet that washes your ass? <laughs> right, have a fabulous day. Do you know what? If it's cold where you're at the moment, it's cold where I am today. Make sure that you put your vest and knickers on and no weeing in the wild for you. Thank you very much. Are you following me on social media? please do so. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum on Instagram and it's the same on Facebook as well. I'm always open for a reach out. Just be careful. Uh, I'm a married woman. And also, if you are listening or whatever platform you are listening on, why don't you subscribe? So then as soon as an episode is posted, bing, it'll let you know and you can listen straight away and stay up to date with everything on Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, episode 60. Listen, you take care of yourself. Have a great week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.